And thanks so much again for being with us for the Twins Wrap with Dick Bramer, the television voice of the Minnesota Twins, with us here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. I'm Derek Hansen. And, well, a unique uh, opponent tonight in the uh, Miami Marlins. I can't remember the last time that they played the Marlins. Well, it was, uh, what, I think six years ago, something like that. I remember it vaguely. Um, uh, the irony is, or the, the disappointment, I guess, sincere, the Twins uh, will be bringing it to uh, Marlins Park, the American League player of the week, Nelson Cruz, and they won't know exactly how they're going to be able to use it if there's no designated hitter. So we'll see how that all plays out. Twins had a good series in Chicago. Hopefully they'll have a, they'll have a good one here in Miami. Do you ever see that switching where there are we ever going to see the designated hitter in the National League? It seems like there's more and more push to that. Well, I, I, I would hope so. Uh, being a traditionalist, I would prefer that we go back to uh, a National League style of baseball in both leagues, but that will never happen. Uh, to me, it's just it's, it's ludicrous that baseball would have two leagues playing by completely different rules. And we're not talking about a minor adjustment that American League teams have to make uh, here. And it is, it's a minor adjustment to go the other way and just slide somebody into the D8 spot of this series where in Minnesota there'd be a designated hitter and, you know, the Marlins would have Curtis Granderson or somebody like that just be their D8. That's a minor adjustment. It's a huge adjustment for any American League team to have to cross over. you got pitchers hitting. That's an unnatural thing for them. You build your lineup in some cases around a designated hitter that you can't use except for one pinch hitting appearance a game. So uh, hopefully common sense will prevail and, and we'll get both leagues playing by the same rules. You mentioned that the Twins had a good weekend in Chicago, uh, a little hiccup on Saturday, but they're able to blast home runs, get a lot of runs, and that's really been the formula for success this season so far. We talk about pitching and you know picking up Romo, ironically, from the Marlins, but it really comes down to this is just a big slugging team. It is, and they've slugged against some of the better pitchers that they faced, which bodes well should they get to October into the postseason. Uh, and maybe they've got a pace catch they'll have to deal with Verlander, Cole, and, and Miley, and, and guys like that. Um, you know, to me, though, to be perfectly honest, the most encouraging thing that happened in Chicago, they got four quality starts. And that's really been the big difference between April, May, and June, and July. The Twins just didn't pitch nearly as well in, um, in July than they did in the other months. And there were some good reasons for that. They had some pretty tough lineup like the A's and the uh, the Yankees. But to get back to a pattern where you can expect your pretty picture to go six, maybe even seven innings, uh, I, I think Twins fans uh, would be encouraged to see more of that here in the next couple of months. Well, two guys that are interesting right now, and I think that the fact that Michael Pineda, I mean, right now he's been the pitcher for the what past month, maybe a month and a half for the Twins. He's been unbelievable. He's been the most consistent starter. Even uh, Barrios has had some hiccups along the way, but Michael pretty much every time out, six innings, last time out, seven innings, and it's not just, you know, eating innings. They're, they're, you know, they're not some young quality innings, but they're quality start type innings, and with this lineup able to produce runs like it has, that's really all you're looking for. And come October, if the Twins are uh, good and lucky enough to get there, you know, that's, that's kind of what you're going to be looking for in October, too. Uh, six innings, two, three runs allowed, and then hope that this lineup can, uh, you know, stay uh, as productive as it's been. And 
Who knows what uh, what can happen should this team get to uh, get to the postseason? What's your take on Jake Orderizzi? You know, he's not the dominant guy he was early on this season that earned him a trip to the All-Star game. He's had a, you know, a little bit more struggles here, but do you think he can get back to that early start that we saw? Well, that's the hope. He was really, really good, and, and he probably didn't get recognition he should have in April and May for being, uh, frankly, well, if not the best starting pitcher in the league, one of the best, and his command has just been off. You know, he's not someone who's going to overpower you with 96 mile per hour fastballs he needs to hit his spots and for whatever reason uh, he's been off a little bit over his last half dozen or so starts uh, for a while there was a little bit of an issue with the blister but he's told me on numerous occasions that's no big deal that's nothing that will impact how he pitches so we'll see what happens here tonight you know he's got a, a pretty young lineup uh, to face tonight in the Miami Marlins and hopefully you know, he'll get back on track, and I think it's just a matter of location, but within that, maybe some confidence uh, that uh, not there that was uh, in April and May. I want to go back to a week ago because so many people are talking about the epic lead changes that we had in that marathon affair against the Yankees. But I don't know how you feel when you have a situation where it seems like the uh, the strike zone's moving around. It's the size of a cereal box, so you have to throw it right down the middle to guys like Hicks and uh, Aaron Judge. I mean, granted, it was an exciting game as far as the lead changes, but that's not what I want to see from baseball games. <laughs> Those type of things drive me crazy. Yeah, it was a marathon epic game that the Twins were in. Unfortunately, they lost it, but it was a, a tremendous game. And, and, you know, I think we saw it over the weekend in Chicago, too, where, you know, you just can't have fluid strike zones. Uh, there's too much at stake. You know, in the, in the game on Sunday, uh, it was hot, it was humid. I told my broadcast partner, Latroy Hawkins, it's hot, it's humid, and Angel Hernandez is behind the plate. Somebody's going to get tossed. And sure enough, in the sixth inning or whatever it was, Rick Renderia got tossed because the strike zone was terrible. So I'm an advocate for the electronic strike zone uh, just because it's, it's absolute. Uh, the technology is there. Uh, pitch four inches outside in a key spot isn't going to be called a strike. Or more importantly, you know, as was the case in that Yankee game, uh, it's it's the cardinal sin for me for a home plate umpire. If the ball is in the zone, it's got to be called a strike. If you want to miss and call some balls uh, strikes, that's one thing. But if it's in the zone, particularly in the late innings in a key spot like that, you got to make the call. And it wasn't made that night to turn the whole game around. Well, the schedule starts to flip. You know, Marlins are a struggling team right now, and the Twins face them. And Cleveland uh, lost a game that they probably should have won on Sunday, and we had the Trevor Barrow incident. So here we are, right? Two-game lead over Cleveland, and now we're into crunch time here as we start August. Well, I think uh, last week when we talked about it, we talked about the schedule, and uh, I, I don't know whether I verbalized it, but I felt that if the Twins could get through Sunday and still have a share of the lead, uh, they would be okay because now the Twins are beating the Marlins. The Indians get the Astros for three. They'll get both Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole uh, in the three-game series. Now, none of that matters if the Twins don't play good baseball, but they did in Chicago, and I expect that they'll play pretty good baseball. And then, you know, there's no the, – this next homestand isn't a cakewalk. You've got the Braves in four critical games with the Cleveland Indians. So, yeah, I, I hope – 
please fans enjoy it because this is what we've been waiting for. We're going to be rolling into August here, and every series, every game is going to be really important. Uh, the days of having an 11-and-a-half game lead over Cleveland are gone. Uh, the fact of the matter is the Twins have the fourth-best record in baseball and the Indians have the fifth-best record in baseball. So it looks like it's going to be a race, and we'll see if the Twins can take advantage of the favorable schedule and uh, win their first division since 2010. Very good. Thanks so much, Dick. Do appreciate it. It all starts tonight with the uh, 6 o'clock Central Time start. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, Derek. The Twins wrap with the television voice of the Minnesota Twins, Dick Bramer, every Tuesday right here during the Drive Time News Hour on the Mighty 790 KFGO.